Hey guys, how are you doing? I am so excited about this episode. Um, so today uh, we are going to be talking about church flavors or church denominations. It depends on how you want to look at it. Um, I have a lot to cover, so if I'm going a little fast, please just pause, take your notes, whatever you need to do. Um, but I'm going to try to explain everything um, thoroughly. I might need to back up a couple times, but um, bear with me, okay? Uh, so, church denominations and church flavors. This is a good one. Um, we are going to start by saying, or I'm going to start by saying, um, Different denominations is what we're talking about. We're not talking about cults. Cults are a whole different monster. I will probably do a whole recording only on cults um, later. Mm -hmm. I don't know when yet, but it's it's a separate category. Let's not get confused. Um, if you are attending a church that is telling you that they are the only way to get to heaven or the only way to get to Christ. Um, and they have their own Bible and they have their own books, their own materials. Beware, that is a cult, plain and simple. Uh, get out of there. Get out of there. Uh, if you need help, you know where to reach me. Um, there's my email address, if you don't remember, L-G-O-S-S at transformedbyhisword.org. I will help you out. Um, yeah, I, I have ways to help you. But like I said before, if you're going to a church that is telling you you cannot go to church to heaven without being this church, or you cannot read any other Bibles, or... You cannot read any material that's not been made by us. That is absolutely, definitely a cult. Um, there's my email address. Let's chat about it. I will love to help you out. So, with that said, <laughs> uh, that is not what I'm talking about today. So, the first thing we're going to talk about is the fact that um, you're the only one that is responsible about your about your spiritual growth, okay? Uh, when you made the decision to follow Jesus, you made a decision to go to heaven, to take the free gift from Jesus uh, that he paid for you on the cross. This is your responsibility. This is you and God, okay? Um, so... Let's look at the people from Berea. Berea is a little tiny town in the Old Testament. Uh, they didn't want to take what the teacher was telling them face value. Uh, they went to the scriptures and double-checked everything that Paul and Silas were saying to them. So, go with me. You already know you need a Bible with me, right? So, open your Bible. Acts 17.11 we have looked at this verse before. You will probably look at it again because I love this verse. It's probably one of my favorites. Um, so here it is. Acts 17, 11. 
These were more firm-minded, we're talking about the Bereans, than those in Thessalonica. So basically, they were not as smart as the people in Thessalonica. In that they received the word with all readiness. So when someone was preaching the word to them, they weren't like, hmm, I don't think so, right? They were ready to receive it. They wanted to learn new stuff. Um, so they were ready. But, <laughs> there's the but, right? Uh, it says, they searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. So they were listening to Paul and Silas, and these were like big names in the church, right? Um, first century church. Big names. And they were like, yeah, that's awesome. And they were ready to receive whatever um, they were telling them. But they weren't ready to just receive it and be like, all right, yeah, that's that's true. That's fine. No, they were like, oh, that's awesome. Let me take some notes. Let me go find out what the scripture has to say. Um, this right here shows me that we need to be aware and we need to be responsible um, for what we believe. So my uh, challenge to you is uh, for you to take responsibility for your relationship with Jesus. So your relationship with God is yours. Okay? <laughs> it's nobody else's. It is yours. You need to take responsibility because nobody can do it for you. Um, your mom's faith is not going to take you to heaven. Your dad's faith is not going to do it. Your teachers, uh, your kids. No, it's it's yours. Jesus died for you. Um, he has given you the free gift. So you need to be responsible to be searching the scriptures daily. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is um, the, the main reason why I'm doing this episode. There are tons of churches out there. Holy cow. I can't even tell you how many churches are in my local area. Sometimes it feels like you drive and within a block of each other, there's more churches in another church in another church. Um, I don't think it's an issue. Okay. Some people might think it's an issue, but it's really not. Um, if you are new to Christianity or if you're not a Christian, I might look at this the same. There's so many churches. Why do we need so many churches? Um, well, first of all, let's start by saying, even if every single seat at every single church there is was full, it still would not be enough room for everybody that lives in that area. And that's true. I mean, if that's true in the area that I live in, it's absolutely true uh, around the world. Um, I live in what's called the Bible Belt. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So that's one. We do need this many churches to be able to fit as many people as there are in the world. Um, in my opinion, uh, our God is not a one-size-fits-all God, right? He, he just 
he's not. Just look at creation. How many types of things he has created, right? He could have created the world to be black and white, but instead he gave us color. Um, he could have created, you know, just one type of animal, um, and it would have been fine. But he gave us all this variety. Um, so if we just look at dogs, okay, because there's categories and subcategories and all this jazz. So let's just look at dogs. <clears throat> this is like domestic dogs. Um, according to Google, because I did some Googling, uh, there are seven separate major groups of dogs okay this is just domesticated dogs um there is the working group the herding group the hounds the sportings the non-sporting the terrier and the toy guys that's just dogs it tells me how much variety god likes so he had god has an exquisite palette palette um, of designs and likes um, and I believe that the church is not outside of this. Um, he has created denominations the same way. So, for example, um, I like to move when I'm talking. I like to move when I'm worshiping. Um, but some people don't. He created us so different that some people like to praise with him, praise him in a quiet just me and God, just very quiet, very, you know, uh, slumber, slumber. <clears throat> um, but then there's people that are very loud and like to praise him with hands up and with dancing. And, you know, we see in uh, the Old Testament that people would use uh, different instruments. Um, so, it's not that it's good one way and bad another way. It's just different. Uh, we are all created so different, and we like different things. Um, and I think this is why there's so many churches. In essence, okay, so if you are going to a Bible-believing church, in essence, we're all one church. We just have different flavors right? Um, we like different things. Like some people like tacos, some people don't, you know, it, it's just the way that God created us. Um, so yeah, different flavors because uh, we're not the same person. We're not all the same cookie cutter. And God did that on purpose. He, he likes variety. Again, he has an exquisite palette. Um, the next verse I want to go to, um, it's Ephesians 2, verse 10. Ephesians 2, 10. I love this verse. Okay, I love a lot of verses, okay? I, I'm sorry. It's good. Good stuff. Um, Ephesians 2, 10 says... For we are his workmanship, his workmanship, um, created in Christ Jesus for good works, 
which God prepared beforehand that we should talk in them. Uh, we should walk in them. I'm sorry. That we should walk in them. We are his workmanships. <laughs> can, you, can you even understand that? You, you are God's work of art, is what it's saying. He has created you different and unique. <clears throat> and it says here that um, you were created for good works. Works that only you can do. That only you can do. God created you with a purpose that is absolutely unique to you. Nobody else can do it. Nobody else can do it. What God has prepared for you to do, it, it's your job. It's your purpose. And it's unique to you. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Now, uh, does that mean that the things that God has for you that are important to share the gospel with other people, if you decide you're not going to do it, uh, God, can't, God cannot get his um, will done without you? No, absolutely not. He, he's God. He can do whatever he wants. Um, he can use somebody else. But he has created this work for you to do. And you have the privilege to do that work for him and do it well, because that's what you were created to do. Um, yeah, so then let's talk about, continue talking about denominations, flavors. Um, when Jesus talks about the church, um, he talks about the church being one. So going back to that point of we're all different, but we work as one. <clears throat> Here we go. Uh, John 17, verses 20 and 21. And I'm giving you a second to get there because I know you're shuffling through your Bible. <laughs> uh, so John 17, 20 through 21. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who believe in me through their word, that they all may be as one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. How cool is that verse? How cool is that verse? So he prays to the Father, right? Um, Jesus prays to the Father for the disciples in front of him. But he says, I don't pray just for these ones. So the ones that are right in front of him, which he was praying for them. But he was like, not, not just for them, but... Those who will believe in me through their word. So he's not just praying for the disciples that are in front of him, but for everybody that's going to believe because of their words through through the ages. So he's praying for you and me. 
Have you ever thought about that? Jesus prayed for you and for me. It blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. So here, Jesus is praying for you and me that we would know that the body of Christ is one and that we would move as one. So what that means, guys, uh, is I can go to church A, okay, and you can go to church B, and your cousin may go to church C, but we don't have to be in competition or against each other. We can work together. Um, I am blessed to be part of several ministries. The one that I have in mind right now is uh, a ministry that helps people that are struggling to get food. Um, and so it's kind of like a food pantry, but they do a distribution once a month. Um, and there's so many churches represented in that. And nobody really knows. Like, I don't know where half these people go to church. It doesn't matter. We're one body. We're there for the same purpose of helping people that um, need food. So we work together as if we work to the church. It's the same church. Uh, so it's very important. <clears throat> many denominations, one body. Okay. In essence, we're all one body. Um, so he, Jesus also talks about this point um, or this concept of one body in First Chronicles 12, 12 through 14. First Chronicles 12. 12 through 14. Okay, ready? I'm going to read it. For as the body is one and and has many members, but all of the members of of that one body, being many, they are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit, the Holy Spirit, right? We were all baptized into this one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free. We have all been made to drink into one spirit, for the fact of the body is not one member, but many. So again, going back to the same point that I was making about the ministry that I help with once a month, uh, you know, we all have different callings, right? We all have different purposes. But because we're one body, we all need each other. Um, the idea of one body and many members, it's fairly simple. So <laughs> let's say I am an ear, right? My job's to hear. Uh, but without me... The body can't hear properly. So there's going to be things that the body doesn't know because the ear's not working. Um, Does that make me more important than an eye? No. Let's not compare ourselves to somebody else's purpose Um, because it's different. We're all called to different purposes. So... Um, let's not compare the ministry that God has created 
for you to the ministry that he has created for somebody else. Um, you might think, well, my ministry is not touching as many people as so-and-so ministry. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, are you making disciples? Are you spreading the word? That's what God wants you to do. It doesn't matter how many converted people you have. That what's important is that you're doing that unique thing that God has created you to do. Um, so, the church as a whole is not one man. It's not a one-man show. It's more like a beautiful quilt. That it's not all loud and all quiet, all fast-paced, or all steady. It, it's a quilt. It's, it's a little bit of everything. We are super blessed to live in a time that we can go and look at many churches and find whatever flavor we like. Uh, we live, or at least I live in the U.S., uh, so I am super blessed to be able to uh, freely go to and fro different places, different churches, um, and find the flavor I particularly like. Um, the most important thing about this, and I'm not going to have time to cover everything uh, that I can cover on this, because this is like a mammoth of a topic, right? But the most important thing to understand um, is that we're not supposed to be one, um, one upping. We're not supposed to be one upping the church down the street. Yeah. Um, we should be working together to further, further the kingdom of God and make disciples of all the nations. So my job as church member of Church A is not to do a better job than the person from Church B or the person from Church C. My job is to cohesively work with the alphabet soup of churches that are following God and farthering God's kingdom. That is my job. We talked about uh, our marching orders <laughs> in a couple episodes ago, right? Our marching orders are to make disciples of all the nations. So let's not focus on what church do you go to. Um, that's an important question, just to make sure that the people that you're serving with is actively going to a church, because if they're not, then maybe you can invite them to your church. <laughs> um, but it's not important for the purpose of, oh, so that means you do worship with your hands up, or, oh, so that means you have really boring music. No, 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 that, that's not important. That's not important. Um, let's stop dividing the church and go find a church that teaches directly from the scriptures. You know, um, we'll be talking about this uh, next week. Next week, I'm doing a uh, study on apologetics, kind of explaining what that means. But what you need to know, if you don't belong to a church right now, um, go look at all the churches around you. Go visit them, you know, a couple times, maybe. 
go find out which flavor fits your personality, your family needs better. Um, as long as they're te teaching from the scripture, um, find one that you like and get plugged in and start serving. Um, but uh, we'll talk about what apologetics means next week. Um, you need to be careful with that part. For now, just go find yourself a church. If you have issues finding a church, um, you can email me. Um, I don't know a lot of churches, right? <laughs> uh, my ministry is not finding churches for people, but I can give you a couple of ideas of what to go try, what to look for, what not to look for. My email, lgoss at transformedbyhisword.org. Then get to work. Once you've found a church that you like, okay, I like this church. Um, there is so much work to be done. Um, yeah, so much work to get done. We were gonna we're gonna cover community service and the work that God has called us to do on the 18th. But for now, uh, your job this week is to start researching uh, the different churches in your area. If you don't have a home church, find one. If you're having issues finding one, you know where to find me. I'll be more than happy to help you with that. And uh, yeah, come back next week. I am going to be talking about apologetics, why it's important. This uh, idea that all these churches are fighting each other, it, it needs to stop, guys. Let's, let's stop that nonsense. God has created a body that has many, many parts. There's many flavors because he likes variety. He has a very unique palate. He doesn't want us to be all the same, and that's okay. We just need to learn to accept each other um, like Christ accepts us, and we need to be okay. If, you know, your friend that you brought to church and you've discipled and worked so hard to get him to salvation doesn't stay at your church because he's actually called out a different one. That's okay. As long as they're going to church and doing God's work, that's that's all that matters. Um, I may or may not do an extended episode. There's some things that I wanted to cover that I'm not going to have time to cover. But if you've heard anything that you think is not accurate, if there's scripture that you think backs up uh, your theory that I've given misinformation, send it to me. You know where to find me. Uh, if you think there's more that I need to talk about and you really think I need to do a second episode on this, let me know that too. I want to give enough information that you have no questions but I don't want to give too much information on one particular subject to make it two episodes if it's not needed, right? Uh, yeah, so 
I was talking to someone this week and they were kind of telling me that I was like talking to them um, or talking to a friend or something and then kind of going back to my own thoughts. When I make these podcasts, I record them and then I release them (laughs) because I don't want to edit anything out that I may be uh subconscious about that god wants in the podcast this is god's podcast and he's putting out there whatever he wants and i'm just his mouthpiece so if you hear coughing and you know interruptions of any kind i'm sorry i'm not gonna edit them out because i want you to know this is real life this is real uh i don't miss my words Therefore, I'm not going to chop off things that might be more real. I don't know. I don't I don't really think I need to edit. But if you think I'm wrong, let me know that too. Maybe I'm doing this whole thing wrong. But anyway, I am very excited about next week. Apologetics. Um, for this specific topic, I didn't have a book to give you to go read. Uh, I didn't find a really good one, which was a little saddening, a little disappointing that there's not a book that talks about how um, the body of Christ needs to be one and how church denominations should not separate us. Maybe there is one, and I just didn't know about it. Send me an email. Send me a link with it. I would love to read that for now. Uh, you have your marching orders. Go make disciples. If you don't have a home church, go find a home church. And I will talk to you guys next week about apologetics. Have a great week. Bye.